0: Today is December 3rd, Season 2, Episode 43, Daki Comedian. How are we?
1: We're great, man. I hope uh, everyone here is having a great day. You're going to be able to hear my first ever open mic at Acme on the back end of this show. But before we get to that, Vinny Amendola. He is the founder or co-founder, I should say, of Alter Fitness, a local Minneapolis hit, um, what do you call it, bouquet Fitness place. It's freaking awesome. He has just a phenomenal story. He left Core Power. He was a high up executive with his co founder there. He left and started it. You guys are going to absolutely love,
0: love this podcast. So, uh, anything else, Andy? Uh, make it through to the back end. After the Vinny uh, interview, we're going to do a little average quality as we always do. Make it to the back end. Listen to our average quality. Hear Declan's con- uh, comedic stand up bit. And then we're gonna do a What did you learn in a Feel Good Story? So intro music, it's your time to shine.
2: Today
0: we have Vinny. Amandola here on the Back Pocket Podcast. How are you doing today, Vinny? I'm
3: doing well. How are you doing?
0: Doing great. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. A little
1: snow, a little tough getting here. You know, everybody had a tough time getting here, but I'm just excited to uh, just lock in, have a sweet conversation. I've uh, heard this is your second podcast ever. Obviously, we do things a little different here at the Back Pocket, but uh, excited to talk about Alter,
3: man. I'm excited to talk about Alter, too. It's good to be here.
0: Mm -hmm. So let's dive right into it. Okay. So our marketing interns, which are our listeners don't know you personally we know you a little bit more because Declan's been able to attend Alter fitness a little bit but give us a little background of who you are and maybe how alter started
3: sure I mean my background really comes from um, service you know just uh, customer service really is is something I've been a, a big proponent of for a long time um, training and development you know how do you create experiences for other people that's really uh, where my background comes from but before alter I worked for core power for almost eight years in the role of director of operations so helped build that company from a very small little 13 unit yoga studio company into about 180 locations when i left um i'm just passionate about the fitness industry and about what that does for people so uh, you know left uh, core power with all that experience and decided to start up something a little bit different how have you
1: seen like fitness in general since you've been involved with it for the past almost decade Like yeah. how, how have you seen it just kind of evolve and change over those years
3: i think fitness is there's more awareness around fitness more people are participating in boutique fitness particularly what, uh, do you mean,
1: what do you mean by that by the way
3: so boutique fitness thinking about you're not your big box companies not your gyms that you go to and you've got a workout floor and a you know a spin class and a, a yoga class and a this class boutiques that really specialize in specific styles of workouts when i started with core power um there really weren't any other boutique studios core power was kind of unique at the time i mean there were other yoga studios but in terms of a company that was looking to scale um, a boutique brand there weren't very many of them at the time so now honestly i feel like it's a little bit of a dogfight for boutique fitness there are tons of studios all over right they're popping up everywhere and um and they're good I mean it's, more people are engaging in fitness which is good for all of us so
0: and is boutique fitness more um, like sole ownership like one studio or are, can you find franchisees of boutique boutique fitness yeah
3: you could find franchisees it's, in my mind boutique fitness really has to do with the size and the scale like what does the experience feel like when you walk in the doors do you check it at a front desk you know with lots of other members or are you kind of checking in with a smaller group and to me boutique is smaller. Uh, small groups of people coming and going, and really specific offerings. Not trying to do everything for everybody.
1: Okay, so you're sitting eight years at Core Power, yes, and you just get this this bug, this little itch in the back of your brain, just saying, "Hey,
3: Alter, yeah. yeah, what do you think? Like, how does this work?" So, Carrie and I work together pretty closely. Kieran's my business partner at Alter, mm-hmm. and we work together pretty closely at Core Power. Um and so just real quick what was your role at Core Power? You director know? of Operations. Okay.
1: Oh, so you were up there. Yeah, and
3: Carrie was the Chief Operations Officer, so we worked really closely together on wow. scaling the business, building the business. Um Is Core Power in Minneapolis? Company? They're ba- based in Denver. Based in Denver. Oh, okay, based so in Denver. Denver. Okay, okay, so that's why you've been around in Denver. That's why one. I've been in Denver quite right a bit. Okay. Great city. Uh, and Core Power is a great company. At, at one point in its growth cycle, Core Power sold to a private equity firm, so a major ownership went to a, a large group of investors who pumped tons of money into the company. And when that happens for a company, it's amazing because the company is able to grow very quickly. However, sometimes when that happens, company culture starts to shift and change, as you would imagine. It goes from being uh, kind of family-operated, even though it was big, we, it was very family kind of feeling, to a very um, hard corporate structure. and. Carrie had the inkling to leave before I did. She, you know, some things um, about Core Power just didn't feel the same to her anymore, and she uh, talked about starting something new. And she and I talked about it, and I stayed a little bit longer than she did. Okay. And uh, and then we had t- we had coffee one morning, and I'm like, I'm I'm leaving Core Power, and I want to really be serious about starting something together, and starting something new and different. And uh, and that was it. We 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 did it. So why Minneapolis? We both live in Minneapolis. Okay. Um, we both live here. And uh, I understand this market pretty well. Um, when I worked for Core Power, it was one of the markets I oversaw, and uh, it's just a good place to to have roots in. It's it's a it's a somewhat big city, but it's still a small city. It's easy to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cosmopolitan. The people here care about what they look like, what they feel like. It just it's a good market to be in, honestly. And a lot of the bigger brands don't. Um, I don't think they take Minneapolis as seriously as they could. You know, we don't have a lot of the big brand fitness companies here. So um, it's a good place for a boutique to start.
0: So think... you're sitting down with Kara. Yeah. And you're having coffee with her. Yes. What? I was having tea. She tea? was having coffee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and who was the initiator behind, um, I'd say, the altar, or kind of starting your own thing?
3: Yeah, it was really both of us. Okay. Carrie had approached me in a different capacity about another concept, and um, things with that fell through, and so it was kind of off the table. And uh, I reapproached her about doing something, the two of us, because there was a different person who was going to potentially be involved um, in the beginning. And uh, that, like I said, fell apart. And so then about a year later, I approached her and I said, let's do this. So I, it was really both of us, honestly. It was both of us. Um, we talked about starting something when we would travel with Core Power. Sometimes you want to get out of your four walls. So we wouldn't always work out at Core Power. We'd try other mm-hmm. fitness companies. And we always felt like we liked certain things about these places. And there were things that we did not like about these places. And so it was like, how do you take what you like and what you don't like and bundle it all together and do something kind of unique and, yeah. and special?
0: Mm-hmm. And the reason I ask is because I... And you'll hear me say this throughout many of the episodes on the podcast is I crave the creation story yeah. of like the very earliest stages of yeah. how something starts because our story is just kind of like, you know, we just, we just did it. That's It's pretty, pretty basic. And when you boil it down to most of the other ones are very similar to that. Yeah. You just start taking action. Yeah. So you guys decide to um, go, go about this together. Yes. Um, and... Was the Minneapolis North Loop kind of the initial location, or what was like the shopping of locations?
3: Yeah, that's a really good question. The shopping of locations really was was Minneapolis. We, we thought we let's start somewhere central so that we can kind of figure out where customers are coming from. Um, the city just makes sense for the concept that we um, that we had in mind at the time. We knew it was going to be a little bit more urban and you know a little bit more younger focused, so it just made sense. Was North Loop the only location? No, we were looking all over the place at that time. And as you can imagine, being a startup looking for Class A real estate, uh, a lot of developers were like, who, you know, who are you guys? Um, what is this? Uh, even though we had uh, the background from Core power and we felt like that gave us a little bit of clout, um, it was still like – it was tricky. It was really tricky to get a location. So the real estate process honestly was the longest piece of this whole um, venture getting off the ground. concept came together pretty quickly, although the name – Took a long time. We had probably about a hundred different names. Really, really, um, trademarking is you know is a cumbersome process, and also um, you like a name, but someone else out there is using it, and you know you don't want to have any sort of uh, a competition, uh, you know, with names or confuse customers with names of businesses. Likewise, we wanted a name that we could trademark because we want to grow this. So it was important to us to have something that was unique that we could say this is our name and we, no one you know no one else could use it. Um, but outside of that, you know, getting started really was—it uh, was a lot of conversations and uh, a lot of planning, a lot of sitting side by side and just dreaming and planning and writing and really? typing and sending stories back and forth. Here's the story about the brand. You know, here's a story. Here's a name. Here's another name. Here's another name. I mean, asking friends for names and logos and designs, and um, you know, that went on for a long time. We always knew it was going to be a high intensity interval training concept that that never changed the format evolved a lot i mean we had so many different ideas about what the studio looked like and where the equipment was going to be and how people access things and you know what the workout was going to be um always based in hit but um not exactly what what you experience at alter now so why alter why alter it was a little bit mysterious and sexy like to ALTR, like drop the second vowel, really alter as into change, um, as into like do something that's going to alter you for the better. Um, but also alter as in a foundation. So if you think of um architectural terms, alter really is like the platform, the foundation that everything yep. is built upon. And uh and then also alter like a place where you set uh, you set some time aside, or you set uh, you know some focus aside to worship, or to uh, you know to focus on something. It doesn't have to be religious. You know, it's, it's about yourself.
1: I think that's one really cool part that you bring up is like people's awareness of fitness has really turned into this other sphere in their life that they take seriously, and almost as seriously as religion. We had a uh, guest by the name of Nick McLaughlin who runs this company called Stationary Astronaut. And he goes, people on Sunday now go to that yoga mat, you know, and I think that's why Core Power's really grown and scaled. And you could probably talk about that a ton. One
3: hundred percent, you're so right. And just
1: from that, it's it's cool that like people take that seriously. So when people are um, coming in for the first time, so you got like just a random Joe Schmo like me walking in, like how do you just grab their attention? Like what is your plan, I guess, to grab them and keep them? More importantly,
3: yeah. I think, first of all, you have to make people feel comfortable, like really welcomed. I'm so grateful for every single person that comes in that studio. Right. And I mean that very sincerely. I can't be there all the time. So it's a matter of having, um, you know, team members that have that same sort of sense. I believe the genuine feeling at Alter is that it's inclusive and we want to really keep it that way. Fitness is intimidating, you know, um, I especially in- hit. It's it is not easy. So, no, every you know, I was afraid to go to core power and I had done yoga for a long time before I ever visited a core power studio. So, um, the idea of, of trying to break into something sometimes is, uh, it's scary. And then also to put yourself out there in a workout that you hear is hard or difficult, you know, that's also um, a little bit frightening. So I, I want the studio to feel very welcoming when people walk in the doors, that's kind of like wrap them around, you know, wrap them up in your arms, make them feel welcomed, um, Get to know people's names. People always mm-hmm. feel really good when you know their names. And then um, you give them a sense of belonging. You know, alters about community. It's not just about getting a great workout in, which re- it's about a great workout. But also it's about a place that people get excited to come and see each other, to have conversations with each other. That's the sticky factor, the community, really, because you can get a good workout in other studios, right? Um, but you want to be in a place that feels good to be in and you want to see people that motivate you and excite you
1: when i went into your into altar for the first time and you mentioned the word studio it's a freaking studio dude you walk in i mean i was i work out at 5 30 because i'm a psycho but i get in there and it's uh the ambiance is dark you get these lights flashing everywhere and you got like uh a, co- a pod, recent podcast guest coaching you matt Weist, and he's just bumping music and it's just it's a whole nother realm and like it's almost like you're entering and walking into a different mindset.
3: I'm so glad you feel that way. That really was the intention behind that space, okay, right? Cool. Yeah, so from the lobby, the idea behind the lobby was comfortable, but also industrial, kind of cool. We wanted it to be easy to take care of because it gets yeah. a lot of abuse. But then walking into the fitness room, it's like, okay, something's going to go down here, right? It's <laughs> dark. The lights are kind of crazy. The music's super loud. There are speakers all over the place. Um, yeah, it should feel like an experience. We wanted it to be somewhat... Uh, you know like you're in, you're in you're in it
1: i texted andrew um and i was like yo it's like you're at rainbow road in mario kart if you've ever played mario kart before it's just <laughs> it's got... like a video game <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah and it's like you're just driving around the rainbow and things are going everywhere <laughs> like dude that's literally how i felt i had to tell you that <laughs> i love that
0: that's mm-hmm. awesome when you gave me that comparison i was like oh that's so cool that's a bonus i got to be there yeah got to be there it's uh, got to be fun
3: fitness has to be fun look it has to be effective otherwise why why spend your time doing it everyone is so time starved mm-hmm. um hence the 50 minute classes at alter and you don't need hit for you know an hour or 75 minutes you just don't um but also like it has to be fun there has to be something more to draw you in than just uh getting a good workout
1: mm-hmm. like the nitro brew coffee
3: like the nitro brew coffee very popular offering yeah
1: where'd you where'd you call up with that idea
3: um so carrie and i thought let's do um let's do something up front as a concession we played with the idea of smoothies because uh you know we're both smoothie fans at home and so we're like let's how do we how do we do smoothies and and we we played with it honestly we gave it a good uh you know good thought into how do we do it and then we figured this is a whole nother business smoothies is another business mm. it's another staff member it's you know it's another license through the city it's all these things And uh, honestly, the cold press and the kombucha are they're they're beneficial for the clients. People like the energy they get from the cold press. People like the benefits of the kombucha for their gut, Um, and they're easy for us to execute. You know, so that really was the idea behind it. What kind of concession can we have, and how can we um, manage it without it being a distraction? Because our business really is the fitness. It's why we offer some retail, but you don't walk in and have this. Big retail experience a la Core Power, who sells a lot of retail, and that's a whole other business for them. Mm-hmm. We really want an altar to be about the fitness with a few other little, you know, shiny perks. For we just so
1: happen to sell t shirts or whatever, right? Exactly.
3: Okay. Well, and it's important, right? You want to get your branding out there. Mm-hmm. The clients are excited about the branding, and plus people forget things. So you want to be somewhat convenient, um, but it's really not the main business there. Our business right. is fitness. Love so, it. same thing with the coffee and the cold press. It was like, how can we do something? Of the coffee and the kombucha, how can we do something convenient that people will enjoy without it being a big distraction from the
0: rest of the business? Mm-hmm. Perfect. You got the amenities, and you're talking about that fitness aspect. So I would love to tap into you building the team of people uh, running the classes. Yeah. What was that like for you and Carrie? Um, and how long did it take to kind of find like those right people to lead each class?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, finding the team was really about it was about a few things it was about getting people with experience in fitness really understanding the the body and um and the movements but also getting people with personalities right because you can have these great trainers that are so amazing one-on-one with the client but you put them in front of a group of people and it falls very very flat and and it's not their thing and that's okay and then on the other end of the spectrum you can get this amazing energy in a in a fitness room that uh you know pumps you up but doesn't really give you any sort of real instruction so Mm -hmm. that's that was our idea how do we how do we blend group fitness and personal training how do we get both um and then from there we started to pick personalities um matt really was someone that got introduced to me through uh you know another coach that i know and uh, we just kind of clicked and and uh, I liked Matt a lot. We gave him a chance. And he's really one of our most popular instructors. So he was a very good chance. And he's just a great guy.
0: He's a great guy. And he's also, he just shocks you when he, he walks into a beast. room. He's a beast. He's a beast. When he walks he's into a, a room. Oh my God. I can't even believe it. And he's
3: even more of a beast than he was when we met him. But, <laughs> yes. uh, and he's just a nice guy. Same sort of attributes in all the instructors. We were looking for people that we wanted to be around. People that felt good to be around, but also people that um, had good knowledge of instruction. Mm. So, oh,
1: I love that. And
3: we trained, you know, we trained before the studio opened for about three months, you mm-hmm. know, almost every single day. Oh, um, we trained, and and we still have the same instructors that opened the studio. So it was really That's nice. That's really cool. We spent a lot of time together learning exactly what the alter workout was going to look like and um, sharpening skills that not everybody was so keen on.
0: It's really neat to know because, I mean, when you start something like that, it's very hard to let go and regular and delegate off those type of responsibilities because it's your baby. Yeah. And, um, we are a podcast based on making, uh, trying something new comfortable. Like that's our, at our core, we're about growth and development and making someone feel comfortable trying something new and hearing that advice of just like hiring someone and sticking to your principles, but also having this training process before like letting that leash go. Um, is very important, and it's cool to hear from a fitness ex, uh, point of view. Mm-hmm. I
1: think what's crazy too is um, just the extreme patience you had. So you leave Core Power, and it wasn't until a year later that you really got this thing going with Carrie. Yeah. And then you're talking about another three months of just training people in, and then you release it, and then you let it go. Yeah, like every and you're talking about conversations and tea, coffee, and just writing, like. Andrew and I decided one day to go buy a mic and then we recorded that day, you know. Like, yeah. Like we just kind of hit the ground running, but it sounds like your your process and your just patience and planning was phenomenal.
3: Thank you for saying that. It 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 takes time. The reality is to do something right takes time in this realm anyway. Um the real estate game here in Minneapolis takes time. You just aren't going to walk into a spot. It's not like renting up an apartment or and I didn't know, you know, at Core Power my role was very specific. I was based in operations, so anything that had to do with the product and the studios, great. But I didn't source out new locations. I didn't uh, negotiate real estate deals. So being part of Alter means, you know, as an owner, you do all of it. And uh, really, real estate was took a long time. And then likewise, just sharpening up the concept and the language and and, and the name. The name came. I don't know. I would say the name we didn't land on the name probably for a good 6 or 7 months into really um developing it. You know, Alter existed and we had a lot of different names and and some of them uh, were already trademarked like I mentioned and uh, and then some were not good. Like we uh we actually bought the trademark for One Sweat, the number one and the word sweat and that was almost going to be the name of Alter and and like Gut Check was like ah uh, do women like the word sweat? Like, does it have some sort of journey <laughs> connotation to it? You know what I mean? Like, is that the result of working out or does it feel dirty? And so- I want to crush the
1: football market.
3: I I, I liked it. Uh, you know, after <laughs> a while, I thought there were a lot of fun, clever branding moments with the one go. sweat. Um, and then you get kind of stuck on something. You're like, well, this is it. And then we bought the trademark. It was like, oh my goodness. And that process takes forever too. Um, but I'm glad we landed on Alter. And surprisingly enough, you know, Alter- was available with or without the second value. You know, there can't be any sort of confusion with brands and trademarks, and mm-hmm. so um, we were grateful to get that name.
1: Also, just being kind of a small brand guy, alter A L T E R versus A L T A R. There's kind of a discrepancy there, right? Yeah.
3: So mm-hmm. just
1: eliminating, it's just a great move, it's right? Know?
3: It's <laughs> like <laughs> you're. Tra- it fits. I don't know. Just it looked. It sounded better. It's yeah. kind of cool.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> so. Um, we tapped in a lot about Alter and I probably will probably get on to a little bit more eventually, but I would love to tap into Vinny. Sure. Um, let's do it. Let's, get, let's get into it. Uh-oh. So right. our first question when we ask about our guest is, what's your average quality? Yeah. And, and We like to frame it in a way you do something well at times and other times you don't do it as well. So Vinny, what would be your average quality? Yeah,
3: uh, getting started. And that might sound kind of crazy, but getting started really is my average quality because I can be really good about getting started with things and, um, and feel good about what I'm doing. Also, getting started could be a process that paralyzes me, like just completely stops me in my tracks, and uh, and you almost like don't do it, right? Like I thought about doing altar for a, a while, and it was, can I really do this? And will it be right? Will it be perfect? And sometimes you do, you just do it. You're like, get started. And sometimes you you just don't. You uh, you let the whole process of something evolving come before getting started if that makes any sense
1: is it kind of nerves then that really drive the getting started or hinder the getting started process
3: for you yeah i think it's nerves i think it's this desire to be perfect which is so crazy because no one's perfect and nothing is ever perfect and if you think about it companies are really just a bunch of people that got together with ideas right and so um it's uh it could be doubt or even you know insecurity even having some sort of a background that you feel good about and you're like okay I understand this there are still those doubts and still those insecurities and uh and for me sometimes getting started is it's paralyzing I, I mean that you know sincerely it happens to me now at Alter when I'm trying to work on something new it's like just start get started like do it and I start it, and I'm like, this is not right. It could be better. And it's like, you no, know, you just got to do it. And then maybe refine it later, but start the process.
0: And was Carrie helpful in this in this situation, or was she kind of the same way? She's and you guys- the same. Okay. okay. Really? Okay. <laughs> you know,
3: Carrie's a little bit better than me, I guess, in in terms of uh, moving things forward. But at the same, she, she strives for perfection, too. And sometimes, you know, that would paralyze both of us. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy,
0: man. <laughs> So is that a fair answer to the that question? that's an excellent uh, answer because really it's bringing awareness to something that you you realize. I want to be really, I want to be great at this at one day. Yes. And right now it's just, that's, you're not great at it, but yes. it's your average quality. And yes. it's not supposed to be looked at in negative by any means. It's just supposed to be something like, Hey, this is just the reality.
3: Show up and suck. Yes. <laughs> if you have to, right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to.
0: Great. I think
1: that's one thing that um, we, we really unpacked on our last podcast with Mark Mitri and it's this idea that like the most successful, the greatest minds in the world, they all have the same fears, the insecurities, all the same kind of average qualities as you do. And I think that's just really good to point out. And you were saying like the companies, like, hey, companies just a group of people with some ideas. Yes. How do you how do you harness those ideas? How do you pursue those ideas and really manifest the ideas?
3: Yes, and be okay with making a mistake. It's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not going to always be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. It's owning them and, and trying to move forward quickly from them. Um,
1: Have you gotten like comfortable with getting started over time since you've done it? You know, for the last year and a half. Because how old you're since you started? alter August of 2017 correct yes so you're a little over a year in now yes so have you gotten comfortable over that time?
3: um I, you know the comfortability doesn't just come with being more aware of what alter really means and what it is because we have a better understanding of our brand now and the workout and everything evolves I feel really good about what we're doing um, sometimes it just comes with you as, as a person growing right and so as I mature I become more comfortable with myself and who I am and, and all of my flaws um, and yes, I am better about um, getting started. And I'm, I'm aware of it. At least I'm aware of it. So if I do get paralyzed, I know what's going on. And then I give myself that internal pep talk, like just, dude, start it. Put something on paper. Open up your laptop. Type something. Whatever it is, get this idea started. Move, right. move it forward. Document.
0: You got started. And we can. And I know our marketing interns can see the same thing, that you're very proud of what you've been able to put out so far in this 12, 13, 14 months Um but going back even before that, and before core power, or before yeah, core power, what was that initial draw to fitness? Yeah, um, was it just you? You just so happened to land a job, and because you just did operations, it wasn't particularly fitness. Yeah. So I'm really curious on that kind of path.
3: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so before I worked for Core Power, I was in operations for a retail company. I had a pretty big job with them. Loved the company. Um, and I did yoga as a personal way of working out. I tried lots of workouts. I was a gym person. I, staying healthy was important to me. Staying in shape, I suppose. And especially when I was younger, you know, there's that vanity. You want to look good. You want to feel good. Um, and as you get older, you still want to look good. You want to feel good. Um, so that drew me personally to fitness. And then I found yoga. Fitness was like a trial of so many different concepts and so many different things. And honestly, like I didn't really ever enjoy anything. And then yoga was something that I stuck with. I found myself showing up at the yoga studio every day, sometimes twice a day. So I'm like, okay, something's happening here. At a point, my job got so out of control, busy, crazy, like some people's jobs do, and I started to lose my yoga practice. So um, I left the job. You know, I worked for this company for about five years, left the job, and uh, took the summer off and decided to go into teacher training at Core Power Yoga. I was like, okay, let's. I like yoga. Maybe I should teach yoga. I'm I'm interested in it anyway. So let's see what this looks like. Took teacher training. From there, a core power approached me about a management position. And honestly, I thought, what kind of money can I make being a studio manager for a yoga company? However... I loved the owner. I met him. I thought he was fantastic. I met some of the other partners involved in core power. And I knew that even though maybe it wasn't a salary that was in line with what I had made in the past, it was a company that felt like it was going somewhere and also um, a product that I felt really good about being behind. And likewise, I was able to stay healthy at work. So it was like this, you know, this win-win situation. So that really was my path into a career in fitness I never – anticipated it I honestly if you would have asked me in college if I would have opened a fitness studio it would have been like the furthest thing from my mind truly (laughs) that's
0: (laughs) awesome truly oh man Uh, that's really cool I mean Fitness is a hard industry because it's saturated. Yes, um, and it's very heavily populated by dominant players. Yes, so getting into it with Alter and then just kind of seeing your path just originally is really cool to hear. Um, and we're, we have a, we had a few guests already on that starting their own type of thing, whether it's just like a nutrition brand and a personal trainer, not necessarily a studio. Um, and hearing their path too, you can just you can see the fire in their eyes to keep moving forward because it's all internal. Yeah. In this industry, and in the majority, of, you can say in a lot of industries, it comes from that internal flame. Um, and, and we can see it in yours, Vinny. It's, All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you feel
3: it. I am passionate about fitness. You know, it's a product that feels not only good to uh, offer to people, right? But the customer feels good about taking part in your product. It's it's so cool. It's it's not like a physical material Um, offering right? Yeah, Yeah. it is, and it's a relationship business which I love. I'm all about community. I really am very interested in people. That's why this is so cool. What you guys are doing, you really take an interest in other people. Um, that has to come from a genuine place, right? That's first and foremost to me about Alter, obviously a quality workout, but the community piece of it. So, um, and it's so cool, like to be at the front desk and have someone come in from work and say, "I've been looking forward to this all day," and you hear that a lot. Like you're part of that experience, and so um, that's where fitness feels good to me.
1: You know, it's great too, as you mentioned, like yoga and like you're fired up about yoga, Yes, yeah. Andrew and I, we have, uh, I don't know. What would you say? We've been recently fired up about yoga or we've been passionate about since like my sophomore
0: year of college. College, Yeah. It's, it's it's fair. Did you get turned on to it at that point or were you, I had done a little bit of yoga with football my entire career oh, from did? high school, starting freshman year of high school. Our, um, Team incorporated yoga on after game day on on Saturdays. Um, so I had been doing yoga once a week during the falls for four years, and then I got to college and I did the same thing because our football team at St. Thomas incorporated yoga. And then we get the finish of those eight years, and I'm like, I I, I am the least flexible person around me, and I've been doing yoga for eight years. It's just kind of like helping me maintain my body. Yeah. And I really want to become even more flexible, and I'm still not flexible by any means but we together do yoga with adrian when we have free time and she's a youtube channel awesome yep when we throw her up on in the living room and like our roommates will come home and they just start laughing because it's we're just, just a down dog yeah that's
2: so,
3: <laughs> yoga is so good for you i you know i love high intensity interval training because it's very effective um, for caloric burn and also for building muscle not the same as yoga, but yoga is such a great workout it's peace of mind it's you know a flexible body, and it's something you could stick with your entire life so yeah. good for you guys yeah, no, keep doing yoga <laughs> I just did uh
1: before the interview today I was doing uh yoga for text neck. so I've just always been looking down at my phone because i'm a I'm just a millennial, so it was just it was tough
3: but just doing I just love doing it because it just it's a great reset button it is a good reset button it feels good. Working out in general does something to your body, right? These endorphins that mm. um, start to fire up. It's a real thing. So whether it's yoga, whether it's any sort of workout, it's you know, it's good for mm-hmm. your mind.
1: So you just like being in the hit and fitness industry, is there anything like kind of coming up or something new that maybe not a lot of people know about that we should know about?
3: I don't think it's something that people don't know about, but I'm really interested in meditation, yes. and which sounds like so on the opposite end of, of hit, But um you know, workouts in general should bring you to a place of meditation or some sort of peace of mind, whether it's yoga or hit, And I know that maybe sounds a little bit disjointed, like how does hit bring you to a place of meditation? I'm not saying you're going to lay there and, um, you know, and ohm or whatever it is um, after a hit class. But having that clarity of mind, to me, brings you to that, that place of meditation. It's where the yoga postures come from, right? You, you're you focused so hard on these postures that um, you can't think about anything else, and at the end you're exhausted like any exercise class. So I think meditation, uh, you know, if I uh, if I wasn't so hands deep and in love with Alter, and I do love it, and we have a lot of plans to grow it, I would I would turn my attention to meditation. Um, I think there's something more than just this individual experience that people are having at home with meditation. I, you see it on the coasts. There are meditation studios um, where groups come together and they, um, you know, they practice meditation. And it's powerful. It's so powerful. And also there's group fitness encourages people in a way that sometimes individually working out in a gym does not. And I I know there are both mindsets. I'm not saying one's right or one is wrong, but there's a whole group of people out there that can't engage in certain activities by themselves. I'm one of them. I you'll never see me in a gym lifting. I'm just I would never be good at it. I tried it. I didn't I need the motivation of other people around me and of someone coaching me. I think the same rings true for meditation. I'm not saying you can't do it on your own and that it can't be a personal experience because it very much can and should be. Um, but I also believe that there's power in uh, group meditation and, and I think we'll see more meditation studios pop up. I really do.
0: That's neat. I didn't even think about a studio in that sense yeah. because we've had our professor, uh, we weren't able to take his class, but he also helped out with the football team and meditation. He came and spoke with us. He, he came, became really popular junior and senior year. Um, and we eventually had him on the podcast. Dr. William Bredell. Yep. So oh, cool. Mm-hmm. He's a great dude. And he is, to a core, he's teaching meditation and the simplicity of it, yet the ability to just take those time for yourself. And we always say when on this podcast, we call it Trapping the Puck bringing your thoughts together and then transitioning to your next point. And that's when, like, when we feel like we're getting on a tangent, one of us will just go, hey, let's trap the puck here. Yeah. And in meditation, you're doing that same thing. Um, You sit down, you close your eyes, you're taking those deep breaths. And when your thoughts just transition out and you're just like, oh, crap, I just lost my breath, trap the puck and move on. And when you're talking about, like, people starting to create that as a business, I think it'd be really, really beneficial for people that – Again, have that motivation to do it with a group. Yeah. And have that freedom that it's It's not a collective experience. Yes. Yes. And it's not religious. No. That's a difficult connotation to kind of separate. Same thing with yoga. I Mm -hmm. feel like,
3: you know, uh, when you really practice yoga in a studio, you realize that it has no real religious uh, connotation to it, right? No one's trying to preach any sort of religion on you. Or in most yoga classes, Mm -hmm. you know, it should be, it's open to everybody. And meditation is the same thing.
1: Yeah. it's just tapping into yourself. Like, yeah. Meditation is. Sitting still and breathing.
3: Yeah, being alone with your thoughts, really, right? Mm-hmm. Like not trying to fidget and it's hard. So it's meditation backwards. is so hard.
0: Very hard. Oh my God. Um, so t- I, I, I'm really curious to hear this question. We kind of just recently been asking it. Uh, we're talking about yoga and meditation. And those are two things that people have uh, trouble incorporating into their daily routine. So I'm curious, Vinny, if there was no like a fires popping up at altar and you had the perfect day, what would that look like productive wise? like how would you organize it from the moment you wake up to the when you go to bed?
3: Yeah, so no fires. um we don't have a lot of fires at Alter, which is good. It's still um you know the team is I love the team they're they're so helpful and they really um they're so supportive, which is very cool because it's you know it's for a lot of them it's very transitional i'm talking about the people that come in and keep the studio clean or the ones that work at the front desk a lot of them are college students they have other aspirations and dreams and so when they're there for the time that they're there they put so much time and attention to it so there aren't a lot of fires to put out which is amazing Um, but if i didn't have any stress of running a business because you still have to run it right there's still all this stuff that has to happen um i would spend more time on development of of more locations because that piece is very time consuming and um you know and it's important if you want to grow the business you have to always be figuring out where you're going to open next really we have the concept now you know we have everything we need we understand how to open this and um I have players that will transition with us so I would spend more time doing real estate really yeah
1: where where do you want to go specifically
3: so in Minneapolis we believe we could have 4 or 5 altars and wow. we We'll we'll stay focused on the city and the first ring suburbs. You know, okay. mm-hmm. pretty much city urban locations. We okay. won't go to like I live in Plymouth. We won't open an altar in Plymouth. It's a little too far out.
1: Okay, so like Minneapolis, St. Paul, just kind of trying to capture that, that twin city vibe. And yes, would you ever kind of use that blueprint? Like, want to kind of take over the, a city? Would you ever try and scale that in yes. another city? you would. That okay. is the
3: plan. I mean, awesome. you know, we, one step at a time. The dream is to have many alters how about that quick answer yes <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> right, right. i mean so we didn't set out to to do alter kiri and i did not set out to do alter as a one-off location the, the whole the time and the money um you know because there's a lot of money involved in opening a studio mm-hmm. and building a website and um and training and all of these things the idea was always to open more than one you know we talked about 30 locations in six years and so will we make it or not I don't know because honestly the opening per location is a little slower than I think I anticipate it but that's okay to your point you have to be patient with this and also it has to be done right um but yeah I do see us you know making a presence in a market because fitness has to be convenient for people right now north loop is not convenient for everybody so I have friends that live in other places and they're like I would come to alter if it were you know, closer if I could park my car and, you know, cause downtown is a whole different thing. You have yeah. to have that, that mindset that you got to pay for parking at a park on the street. And not that it's difficult, but you know, I have no women with big, huge suburbans and, um, and they could pull their car up in a strip mall and park it and take a great fitness class. And so why do they want to deal with fighting for parking Traffic, downtown? Right? right. And all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's gotta be convenient. And I believe once we build up Minneapolis, we do have plans to go to other States. Yes.
1: Okay. Where's the first state? What do
3: you think? I don't know. You know, it's, it's nice to think about opening studios uh, studios in places that you like to visit if the market makes sense. So Kerry and I both love Miami a lot. I believe Alter would do well in a market like Miami. Um, neither one of us have experience with core power in Miami because we didn't have any locations there, but we understand the market somewhat. Um, maybe California. Okay. Um, Chicago would be amazing, and it's very close to Minneapolis. It'd be easy for us to manage at some point, possibly Denver. Okay. You know, yeah. markets that look like Minneapolis, markets mm-hmm. that have people that feel the way we do here about health and fitness.
0: I do love the, the those comparisons of cities that are similar to Minneapolis because I totally agree. Everyone has their unique vibe, but Minneapolis and Chicago and Denver and I've never been to Seattle, but my mom and dad lived there for a little bit, and they compared. Minneapolis kind of suburban to city um, interaction very similar to that and like just hearing all those like and then I think she, there was something somewhere out uh, on the East Coast as well. But there's all those little pockets that you yeah. can find and I am, I can totally envision Alter being in all of those.
3: Yeah,
1: good. <laughs> I'm glad I can too.
3: <laughs>
0: I was thinking the other day, so I helped Matt waste out with his
1: playlist. Yeah, um, awesome. And I think a cool way to like increase the community. I don't know how you do it necessarily. But what we do with like a friend group is collaborative playlists on Spotify.
3: I love that idea. And
1: so you can do sponsored like – because I go every Tuesday. And yeah. I know a lot of people are dedicated to like certain coaches or certain days of the week.
3: That morning crowd, that 5.30 crowd is such a regular – We're fired up. Hardcore crowd. I love
0: it. <laughs> Mike Schwant. You know Mike Schwant yeah, I love Mike Schwant. <laughs> so was yeah. a podcast guest. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. He came on because he saw Giselle and Matt come on. He's like, you're having my friends on and you don't want me on? And we're like – I'm like come on come on mike like you're perfect for the i background. love mike yeah. i love
3: buy house it's such a cool brand right. and uh mike's a cool dude
1: mm-hmm. but yeah like you're a, that dedicated there is a very dedicated group but i was thinking like if you do like a a different spotify playlist for every coach or every day and then the people that join have can opt in to like add songs yeah for that for those workouts in the morning or whatever class i like that and then because matt's always looking like people are always looking for new music and stuff and like Everyone it's kind true. of understands that vibe in there where it's just like, let's get after it and yeah, let's play you, some cool music. You
3: want music that pumps you up, that carries yeah. you through a little bit. there are parts of the class that are kind of kicking your butt and you're like, okay, I need to uh, feel a little bit more motivated. The music is definitely one yeah. of those factors, right? I love this idea. Let me put some uh, some thought into how we could make it easy for our clients to uh, suggest music. We're and... mm-hmm. ideas, guys. Yeah. That's yes, for sure. I love it. I love it. We did a uh, – back in um, – was it October maybe or September? We did a, a, a music week. So we did theme classes, oh, nice. and we we asked clients via our newsletter to submit requests for music, and we did get a lot of requests. Um, it's funny because some people are like, I want to hear more of this, and you had another client say, I don't want to hear any more of this, like the same exact artist. You're like, oh, okay. Right. Um, music's that tricky thing. You can't please everybody with right. it. But I like the idea of our clients contributing to what gets uh, played in the studios because it really is an experience for them, so it should make sense.
1: I also wanted to ask you, like, what? Where did you get the idea for the the like the clever billboard? I yeah. Like, what? How do you explain that? Like, yeah.
3: Just, like the
1: marquees. Yeah. The the, the white board with like the lines, and then you got like the, the different letters. sayings on there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I think they're hilarious. It's, I'm glad you like those um, because they take a lot of thought. Sometimes, like, do,
1: what, are you the one like behind that? I do a lot them? of them. I do a lot right. of them.
3: Carrie does them sometimes. Um, we know one of the trainers, the pros, will say to us, "Hey, here's an idea for a board," and then we'll kind of play around with it. Um, What's been
1: your favorite saying?
3: Uh, there's one right now that says um, I only do butt stuff at the gym. We, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, he screenshotted and said that to me. I, I put it on our story like, oh, we're getting an on in a couple of days. And I just, I,
3: had, it's like, just funny. I do want Our clients like the ones that push it a little bit more. I always get yeah. more comments on the ones that sound a little bit naughty. The shock value. The shock value. Yeah. But really, if you think about it, it's it's nothing that bad. Mm, so yeah. um, that was a good one. Um There's been a lot of really fun ones. I can't even think. Like last year around Christmas, we did, um, you know, Be Naughty, Save Santa the Trip. Like things like that that make Mm. people just kind of say, oh, that's kind of clever and fun. Also a little bit uh, playful, maybe sometimes a little bit edgy. Okay. Yeah. But the idea behind having those, um, so that marquee above the fitness room door that says altar with little lights. Carrie and I wanted it to feel almost like you were walking into a theater or... Um, a show, mm-hmm. so that was the idea behind that marquee. And then along with that came the signs. We needed a sign behind the front desk. We thought so anyway to advertise kombucha and mm-hmm. cold press, which we don't even use for that. But uh, and that then spun having a second board in the studio that we could put messages on. Here's another idea. Yeah, you
1: could have people. You could have like a board that people would access on altar, and it would just be kind of like a community board. Yeah, um, kind of like a Reddit, but then it would just be you'd like post a title. And like saying, "Hey, I need a marquee name," and yeah. then you have like all your clients comment, and then basically they can give give points to the ones that they like or not. And that's so, the, so fun. You know? You, do you know how Reddit works? Yeah, I yeah. do. And then you just basically put that concept on your page.
3: That's a great idea. Yeah. I love that idea. All the ideas, ideas come ideas. at it too. <laughs> Already, I've been thinking about this. Man.
1: <laughs> I go in there at every like a five thirty. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Mm. I, I'm all, I'm always thinking about it. It's a good time, though.
3: Well, to your point, anything that engages um, community on another level, right, Right. and that gives people somewhat of a voice in what's happening um, makes it more experiential for everyone. Oh, yeah.
0: I have a question about engaging a stranger. Yes. Okay, so this is a question we don't ask all the time, but I think this will fit right up your alley. Um, It's a bar story, and it's something that – or you could call it an uh, an Uber driver story. It's you have to engage a stranger. You're sitting at a bar, and you you want to talk to this guy on – and you just you have a you you have a story that you feel is very interesting, and you want to keep his attention. Um, what would that story be? Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. I don't know if I did a great job of framing it. Some, no. It's a story that's like unique
1: in itself yeah. about you, but keeps him engaged because yeah. it's an interesting. It could be story. in any situation. Yeah.
3: yeah. Jeez, Louise, that's a tough question, fellas. Um, a story that's interesting enough. I you know I like talking about business a lot. It's something mm-hmm. that I'm passionate about. I think sometimes I'll even corner. You know my good friends that are also into business and and talk about business while we had a party. I'm like, let's talk about business and strategy. And you know, mm-hmm. um, so for me, coming from that place of passion would would be um, it would be just natural to pick a stranger's brain on or to keep their attention. Hopefully, they wouldn't be bored and and have something to, con- to contribute. And I think people typically do. I think a lot of people are interested in in business and business development and also like in your story when people hear you own a business. Um, you know they're they're typically intrigued by that. So I oh, suppose to be about Alter and okay, yeah.
0: How about this? This yeah. I Now I'm clear. Now the the wheels are turning. Okay. So you're keeping someone engaged via business. Yes. What would be a time that you failed, and it could be with Alter. Yes. Um, and you had to respond and grow from it.
3: Yeah. Um, the time that we failed at Alter and how to grow from it. Hmm. You know we failed in the very beginning we failed with our first um our first head trainer and i don't want to throw anyone under the bus because the person was absolutely lovely and wonderful um but we failed big time we turned over control of our workouts to someone who had a ton of knowledge um about fitness but really did not have the same vision of workouts and we gave him a lot of creative freedom over it and um and it wasn't well received. It, the classes at first didn't feel exactly right, and also the training from this particular person um, wasn't landing on anybody. It was like this is our this is our head, you know, this is the person who's in charge of all of it. And so, um, you know, I, I think we failed in a couple of ways. We failed by not identifying the exact right person to um, to have control over writing uh, workouts and, and being a big piece of the brand, and then also um, in and securing a personality that was going to land with the type of client that we already knew we wanted um and and what i learned in that moment what we both learned was you have to make decisions quickly right so um, we had to part ways quickly which is never easy but we had to move fast and also that we couldn't be so careless with giving up control over the brand not right away anyway and I never want Alter to be a brand that is about carrying me because it is not. It's why you don't really see us in any of the marketing or in, um, you know, just really anything. It's not about us. It, it never really was. It was about the, the clients and the trainers. Um, but you you can't be so willy nilly in um, in you know trusting everybody or expecting everybody I supposed to have the same vision that you do. You've got to really solidify that, create it, and then. Have some sort of framework that you give people freedom within. Love that. All right, good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, that's that's checking
1: out to me. So when you're in these situations and it's just like, man, we screwed up, right? Yeah. Um, What's in your back pocket? So this is something where you're in a stressful situation. pressure has become stress at this point and you have failed. But what kind of like mental quality or mental attribute do you rely on to – move quickly yes and make it the right i decision. love this
3: and i used to say this to the team i worked with um, at core power because things got very stressful uh, a lot um especially with an equity partner you know the, the expectation changed it was a private business and you had these big players and things changed and uh so first of all stress how do you interpret stress right what type of pressure does that create on you um for me that typically drives me to either come up with a solution or to um take action So, um, that's really the answer. It's, it's taking action. It's moving forward. It's uh, not letting it paralyze you. It it is getting started. What's interesting to me is when it's stressful and I have to take action like quickly, I do. Um, so it's, it's course correcting right away. Just Stepping up. You have to. Well, and here's the deal. It's your business. So at the end of the day, you need to be able to do every single function of that business. So if somebody doesn't work out, you got to step in, you got to do the job. And, uh, that's there's a level of uh, comfortability there. It's like okay, so if, if if tomorrow our head trainer left, or if tomorrow Matt left, or the front desk person left, or the cleaner left, or whoever left, Carrie and I could step in and do the job. You know, and and nice. you have to, yeah.
0: That's a golden nugget, and we and like as Giselle likes to call it a snackable moment. I mean, that's co- <laughs> that's that's a great advice. Thanks. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, transition to the back end. Do you have any questions that you want to follow? No, up th- I think you're. question. Okay. Okay. Sweet. So we finish with two final questions. Okay. Uh, the first one puts the ball in your court. So you, we've been asking you questions for now forty-eight minutes. Yeah. Um, and you've been fantastic, and I really do think our listeners, our marketing interns, are going to take a lot from this. Um, but do you, we? Were, we're curious if you have any questions for us.
3: Yeah. So like just like you asked me, like the future of alter, like, what do I want to do with that? What do you want to do with
0: this? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> you get asked that a lot. I do. Yeah, and yeah, in yes. this situation, this is probably the most frequent question. Yeah. And it gives us a great time to think about it. Even a, every single time it's not different, but it gets expanded a little bit further. Yeah. Right. So feel free to, um, and like, other... and I'm
3: really intrigued by this, you know, it's interesting to me because podcast is something, um, more your generation than mine. I, I, I do engage in podcasts, but I, I uh, You know, it's all interesting to me, all these just the ways that the ways that you guys function and live. It's different and it's interesting, you know.
1: And and they're all different mediums too. Yeah. And so we're always just thinking about this, which is crazy, but so we end where you do our podcast in seasons. Right now we're season two, episode forty three, and then we're gonna end December twentieth. And then we're Andrew and I are gonna take a whole month off in January, and then we're gonna come back for season three in February. Where we wanna take season three is Traditionally, the back pocket has been kind of a popcorn effect of guests. So, one week it's Vinny, the next week it's Giselle, the next week it's uh, Bajas, Mike Strand, you know, it's just kind of all these different people. And and we try and bring out similar themes, you know, uh, within all these different people. But what we think, or what we're trying to do, is niche down and maybe unpack a greater story that's just bigger than one person, maybe over a month. And then kind of identify that for our listeners, so that when they come back every single Monday, they kind of expect what they're getting into. And then that way we can expand that um, that story, that, that concept. Brand, that's that concept. so cool.
0: Yep. So that's kind of where we want to take it. And yeah. we're and we're not sure if we want to uh, frame those months in a sense of like it's a it's a um, attribute like taking action. The whole month is just unpacking how someone's taking action, and that's whole, whatever that month. What we're, yeah. our questions are just going to be themed around that. Or we're going to do it in like an industry uh, profession sense. So it could be we're going to tap into fitness gurus um, across the medium of doing yoga, weightlifting, um, just being an avid lifter, yoga, and, or actually running a business. It could tap into like do coffee and YouTubing. and all, It could be a whole different variety of different professions. Mm-hmm. And we're not sure like what way we want to take it. And really it's our freedom. And I think that's the coolest thing, and you're talking about it's your business, and you control how you want to handle everything, um, and that's exactly how we have this podcast. We hold each other accountable, and that's it. There's no one else just telling us, hey, you need to get this done. Um, is nice? It, it's awesome. Yeah. It's really nice. <laughs> it's fun.
3: It's really
1: nice. Yep. And it's just cool to see like the growth, and Andrew and I laugh about it all the time, of like where we've come from, just from two average dudes in a podcast studio, not knowing what the heck to do, and now yeah. we're like... Formulating like a business plan like planning everything out trying to acquire new listeners every single week and well it's
3: interesting i think what you guys are diving into is it's really interesting and people um you know hopefully people get something out of it i, I believe they do I, I believe we all will get something out of you know all these conversations that you guys um, contribute to
1: right and i think uh one thing that might i don't know if it's missing in society right now but just kind of unpacking someone's story in just kind of a long form sense and that's really what podcasts are you you don't listen to podcasts for two minutes i mean maybe if that's all the time you have right you know we measure everything by a download right like everyone asks us how many downloads you get which is an annoying question to answer but it's like if our podcast is you know 50 minutes like it is right now or if it's an hour and 50 minutes when that person hits play they can take as much as they want from that. Right. And it's always going to be there, right? Someone in 2022, shout out to our 2022 listeners, they can come back and listen to Vinny's story. Right. Right. And then be inspired and then go and work out at author. So I think the story is really at the base of kind of the whole market pitch or maybe the sale. It's just if you understand someone's story, if you understand someone's background, you're more motivated to either not only like buy their stuff or work it out their gym, but just, support that person
3: 100 percent. i also think too just knowing there's a shared collective experience right like yeah I, I don't know you look at people and you're like oh they have it all together or they own this business you know like i get sometimes even from um the team members um i have one in particular who i took out for breakfast and he was like oh I, I, he had the assumption that because i was a business owner i was very wealthy and that's not the case and you know and ha- having a business sometimes means spending a lot of money and not making a lot of money and so um I think if you could, you know, break down walls and um, and just get it out there that you know there's a shared experience. We all have very similar feelings and fears and um, and things that block us and and then also celebrate each other's successes. You know, it's it's actually a really cool thing to do. You're creating community, you know, via podcast. It's uh, it's special.
0: It's it well, is special. Yes. You guys like
3: this is a human experience, right? Even though it's uh, it's listened to, you know, wherever it's uh, it's bringing people together.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think one of the coolest things is. Today you came on our show and Declan's been to your studio. I have had no interaction with you. Uh, have you had interaction with Vinny? Like well, we add, set up an email. Send up yeah. 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 No, <laughs> email. An, email interaction. And this is the same thing with uh, Dr. Matt Weist. Like we had never met that person face to face, but we feel more comfortable Talking to a stranger, then sometimes we do talking to our parents. Yeah, um, because True. it's our structure, which is nice. Like right. we get to handle it and how we want to. And well, in reality, we're just unpacking you, and and you get to just talk about yourself and feel and not feel like you're bragging about yourself. I hope it doesn't feel that no, way, and it does not come across okay, that way good. by any means. Uh, and I think that's one of the, another really coolest parts about. Is that coolest or most oh, cool? Most cool. Most yeah. cool. Coolest? coolest. I like yeah, we'll go Coolest. <laughs> Sounds uh, right. One of the <laughs> coolest things that, uh, the podcast realm brings to the table. Uh, but this brings us to our final question. Okay. And this is something that everyone does share, learning. So what did you learn in a simple fashion from today when you woke up to when we're having this conversation right now?
3: I learned that I think we just kind of talked about it. I just mentioned it that there really is a shared collective experience and something that maybe seems like it could be a little bit disconnected. I feel like, you know, we get so tuned into our phones and our computers and listening, um, you know, by ourselves to podcasts or radio or watching TV and you're engaged in something that um, lacks what feels like human interaction, right? But, um, it really does exist here. There is community that is being built. And also, um, and to your point from earlier, like people are getting something out of it or learning something or um, or, or maybe building you know, some of their own security. Um, but that, I think that was a light bulb for me to really figure that out. Like, hey, there's actually something deeper happening here than just the three of us sitting in a room having a conversation with each other, right? There's mm-hmm. something greater happening.
1: But isn't it cool that it's just a conversation in the room with three, t- yes. three dudes? Yes, like- it is cool. And like how that that that's what
3: it takes. That's all it takes. That right? is all it takes. Mm-hmm. Company, just a bunch of people, right, with ideas. I mean, ideas. Target. Think of this big company, Target. You know, it's like it's, it's just a bunch of people with
0: ideas. Mm-hmm. It really
3: is. It's so cool.
0: Well, Vinny, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. That's a wrap. Vinny Amendola. Holy smokes, what a dude! I
1: I loved like every second of that, and I loved when you asked. Um, what was it? It was the, like, what's your normal, like, what's a, a day in the life of Vinny? Like, I, great new question. Let's keep firing on us. Yeah, that was the second fun.
0: time I've done that. Well, I did it first with Mark Mitri, and I was just thinking about it because he was just the ultimate production guy. Yeah. He, he was running through everything. And I was like, man, he really gets a lot done in a day, so mm-hmm. what would his ideal day look like? And now, like, using that as kind of a transition before you ask, or maybe even after you ask, what's in your back pocket, they mm-hmm. kind of, like, go hand in hand. I really start. I'm really liking the vibes from that question.
1: Yeah, very. I think that might stick. Mm -hmm. That might that might stick. That could be a season three hit. Yeah, that could be a big season three hit. Absolutely. Here we are though. The back end. Everyone that's still listening, thank you, and just get fired up because we got one hell of a back end today. Average quality.
0: Average quality this week is kind of unpacking the network we've been using for the for our guests this past. I don't know, I'd probably say six guests. I, I can't really get exactly, but if within that realm outside of like Josh Letty and Gino and Dots, it's really been Giselle Ugardi's network or just her referencing, hey, you should get this person on. They'd be an awesome guest. And we totally are like, we do a little bit of research on it and it's like, oh my gosh, they would be a great guest. Yeah. So our average quality this week is just always tapping into Giselle's network to use as our guests.
1: We're like little guppies, dude. And the funny thing, too, is she will text us all the time and be like, hey, get this person on, hey, get this person on, hey, get this person on. And so we're, like, at a probably 25% getting Giselle's references on. But still, it's still, like, reflecting on it now since we've had her on in July. It's just been her network. And it's now it becoming our network, might I say. So uh, thank you, Giselle. And we're paying it back. We're paying it forward. Uh, and she is a recurring guest. She's going to be the anchor of season two. And I'm stoked for that. Yeah, she'll be
0: our final guest. I believe that is December 17th Seventeenth is the last week of our show. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have one on December 20th with Deck and I. Mm-hmm. Let's hit them with our final rundown of our guests.
1: Yes. Okay, so we're going to end. So this week was Vinny next week is jay laruca and he just sent us an, a baller email. i saw that yep unbelievable story he won the he's 21 years old sam not to brag got another 21 year old i'm
2: an intern at, an, at a podcast so who's really flexing that's yeah. good point. Yeah,
1: you good point. are flexing it's pretty hard, pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah chill out over there dude um you're doing great though thanks uh, big time producing stuff today great. um jay laruca though he just has a crazy story about um his dad having addiction and he's basically turned that into a speaking tour and that became a company he ended up winning the Fowler Entrepreneurship Challenge
0: won $16,000 he's coming on the show next week to talk about his story and then we finish up with Giselle so those are the last three guests and then our marketing intern spotlights go we just had Greg on and then this week is Mark Amick Mm -hmm. next week will be Coach Hughesby who's listened to every single one of our shows he has his own podcast 4th Down Experience awesome dude and then the last Thursday will be Declan and I kind of rehashing the intense season two that we just put out.
1: Forty six straight weeks of podcasting. We didn't take one break and now we're gonna unpack it all. I don't even know how long it's gonna be. We haven't i I've thought No of, limits. Yeah, no limits.
0: No limits at all. We'll have a moderator and his name will be Sam. It Sam how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing good. My I'm I'm doing fine today, but uh my week has been a little pig. Pig. Yeah, that's, what does that mean? What is the slang word for you guys today? Okay, that's uh, oh, okay. nice. oh, so that's the slang word? Yep, that's a slang word for you okay. guys this week. Pig. Um that means it's been kind of sucky. So, mm. had had a uh, guy a little sick. Got a little sick this weekend. i Was pretty pig, couldn't do a lot. Uh what else? Had a study, had a test today. I was pretty pig, had a study for this test. Okay. Test test went not pig though. Test mm. went very well. Pig went it went horse. Horses are better than pigs. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Horses are cool. Yeah. I, I sure I get into farm animals now or yeah, but I don't know. It's uh just, yeah. yeah. So, I mean my my weekend was a little pig, but Hopefully this weekend will be horse. How was yeah. uh, how was
1: your trip out to Alabama? Did you you uh, market the podcast at all? Any I did any potential guests. I
2: flashed out business cards. Okay, um, showed people Instagram everything. Uh, it was a good time. I, nice. I don't know if Alabama's if their people are you know podcast listeners. I don't know what they they do down there, but they have yeah, one of the same.
0: best podcasts in the south I've ever heard is Night Swims.
1: The Night Swims, yeah, dude.
0: What? Night Swims podcast? Oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, my God. The Night Swims podcast, they're phenomenal. I think they're in Mobile, Alabama. I don't know, but we used to do these things called Promo for Promo, where we would promote some other person's podcast, and then they would do the same for us in return, just to kind of tap into different markets. And uh, the Night Swims, like, they barely started, and we reached out to them, and it was just awesome to hear some other wildly average guys in Alabama. Bunch of goofballs. They're crushing it, though. It's still going, which is awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, they're still going. Love, love following them. They always tune into our live streams. But sounds like you had a great week. We'll tap great. into that a little yeah. bit more. I really want to touch on this on Declan's week though. So we talk about Giselle. Giselle also connected us with a, a, a de- connected Declan with a comedian, Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. Shout out Lisa, who uh, will eventually be on the show because we just love her story. Yeah. Um, so we got connected with her, and more, more so Declan got connect with her, and kind of told him the ropes of. If you want to get into stand-up comedy, maybe you should follow this path. Declan didn't follow that path. Declan, want to break it down? Yeah. So,
1: I text her after Giselle gives me her contact, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm thinking of going to Acme on Monday. That's their open mic, and I want to do my bit." And she's like, "Great. Acme's a really tough place to start, though. You're usually gonna be speaking to 200 people, um, star your name, but you just got it. you have to be confident in your material. Otherwise, if you if you don't if you flop." They won't let you back on for six to 12 months you could sign up every Monday and they wouldn't let you on. And so that like freaked me the hell out. You have three minutes, one bit, one opportunity. And she's like, send me some material if you'd like. So I sent her my stuff and uh, it was basically just a recording of me in the car in traffic, just saying my bit essentially. And it was like five minutes and she responded like, Hey, this is great. You're moving a little fast, blah, blah, blah. Giving me some feedback. And I, my confidence was kind of shot It wasn't her fault at all But just like the anxiety of the whole situation Going in And I mean she just helped me out because Just making me aware of all the things that was going on And I delivered I just got up there I forgot about the nerves Andrew and I I, I got there at 6 and performed at 8.15 And uh Yeah it was wild Thanks for showing up by the way at like 6.15 Keeping me company because I was so nervous I've never been that nervous in my life and I crushed it. I thought I crushed it. Yeah, uh,
0: should we uh, see if the marketing interns lock it? Yeah, so let's, uh, let's roll the bit right now. It's three minutes.
1: You guys be the determiner. Hopefully you laugh. If you did, leave a five-star review in and in a comment saying, funny bit. Uh, and let's get to it. Yo, so my name's Declan. Just like my man Sheldon, dude. I have, uh, I have some cones for nipples, dude. And I'm, Sheldon, that's why you wear a sweatshirt, bro. Get it together. Uh, but anyways, dude. Oh, Last six weeks, my cars broke down three times. And it, oh, yeah, thank you. And uh, I had to be taking a lot of Ubers to work. So, by the way, who's who's an Uber driver in here? Just like curious. Woo! Full flutter <laughs> yo, my one man, dude. You look like a you look like a Craig back there. So, my, my man Craig, shout out to you, man. <laughs> Getting people home safe. No more drunk driving. I mean, it's not an excuse anymore. Um, but man, they got me thinking about Uber. And I just think back to 2009 when uh, when the founders of Uber went to all these venture capitalists, you know, these Gary Vinerchucks, these, these uh, you know, VCs, they call them, the guys with money. And they go, and the conversation kind of went like this. They were like, What if I told you that you could have a limo ride with a touch button? And they would be like, Okay, is this like an actual limo? And they'd be like, Absolutely not. It's a random dude like Craig. And he shows up in his Prius And he asks you And he goes Hey, what's your name? De- Declan Uber for Declan He goes Yep, that's you Get in <laughs> And you get in, dude You just fucking hop in You're like, yo But for me, dude I hop in the front seat Alright You hop in the front seat yes, It's the weirdest flex you can do But it's, you hop in the front seat Because the front seat's just better than the fucking back seat who the hell sit just chooses the back seat? When you, I'm a, from a family of five, right? I didn't just fucking vouch for right nut. I didn't just fucking sit there like, yeah, I got hump. That's all me, man. No, dude, I, I got the front seat if I was there. Obviously, I gave it to my mom. God bless her. My dad would drive. And, you know, I'm a mama's boy. you know? It's fine. It's for 20 a.m. i by the way. Sure. Uh, where's my light, by the way? My... Okay, cool. Um, anyways, but it got me thinking, dude, like, Uber's just wild. So, I got into comedy six weeks ago, just thinking like, man, should I do this? You know, am I funny? So it was just kind of the six weeks of just convincing myself that I was funny. And so what what I decided to do is I would just tell the Uber driver my bit. <laughs> and so I go into the Uber driver. Just imagine this like you have two Uber dri- two two kinds of Uber drivers. You have one who's just terrified, and you have the other one who has just like this baller Uber story, right? And so I go in there, I sit down front seat, obviously. And I go, hey, how you doing? You know, whatever. You wanna hear my comedy bit? And they just look at me like this, dude. Like, no, dude, I don't wanna hear your shit. Where do you wanna go? Thank you, guys.
2: All right, let's keep this going.
0: What'd you think? I, I really appreciated the content that you that you utilized. I personally had never heard what you were going to talk about. You didn't even tell me the topic. So, like, (laughs) I was going in blind. You told me a few of your bits that you had written down or, like, it was, like, kind of personal experiences. And I was, like, "Ah, I I, I wonder if he's going to utilize, like, pauses and stuff because it it just wasn't that funny. Right. It was – one of them was kind of sad. The other one was kind of like, yeah, that's you, Declan. I don't know if the audience is going to know if it's funny or not. But this bit was three minutes, and I thought, dude, you crushed it and – my favorite part of the entire thing was the first ten seconds. You really showed how comfortable you were, even even though you say you were super nervous, you really showed how comfortable you were. It was you got up there and you made a joke about the previous guy that came up and I don't know if you had known to do that already or you just picked it up from the first two guys that did it because the first person went, second person went and did the same and did that thing that you did right third person did the same thing, and then you went up and you kept the ball rolling with like all right, I'm going to keep that, those jokes afloat, keep the crowd laughing, right. utilize his joke, and then go into my own bit. And that, the joke about your nipples, man, was so good. Gr- it was perfect. Well, because when he
1: was saying it, the Sheldon character, I mean, he was nervous as hell talking about it, but I was like, dude, this is me. Like, I have just cones for nipples. Like, just, it's funny. <laughs> and, um, but the funny part that, like, I went up there, I felt comfortable, like, nerves were gone the second I got on the mic. I... Get down, and sit down. You know, whatever. And the funny part, like the part where I gained confidence in my ability to do stand up, was when the next guy went up, with
0: him and his buddy, and who bombed, were, and they bombed, yeah. just horrible. Didn't like, people yelled at him? Yeah, people were literally cussing at him, like you're bad. Yeah, like, you're effing bad. Get off my stage. Yeah, there was like one it was person
2: when you listen to yours that was i it might have been you honestly if somebody was just like one specific person was just dying like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, they, <laughs> listeners probably heard that There was something in the background that was just losing their mind to your bit that's awesome <laughs> like, I, that I, I picked it up right away so i don't know maybe it was hey, you or maybe you paid somebody huh? yeah i take whoa <laughs> <laughs> no no it was funny i liked it right, I, I was actually laughing yeah.
1: yeah and i and i got the bug now so i'm gonna try and go every week uh and just see what happens Hopefully, I get some, some, some opportunity. I don't know how many times I should do this original bit, but thanks for listening. Yeah, was, you're making, uh,
0: making trying something new comfortable. Yes. So, well done. Yes. Yeah, at, at its core. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But let's trap the puck and let's transition to uh, our final two segments. Uh, what did you learn? Let's start off with that one, you know? Mm, Stay consistent. Yeah.
2: You, Sam. Can I start? Yeah. What, what'd you learn, man? Nice. Um, I actually have a real one today. You do? Yeah,
0: so... So you're telling me you've done fake ones? In the well, past? I've done just
2: kind of off top of my head. I was like, okay. uh, I was like, you know, shit. It's cold out. I'm, just I'm summer, yeah. Summer's gone. Yeah.
0: So this one's gonna be thoughtful. Yes, it's okay, it's
2: insightful. Um. So, well, okay. This is how I found it. I learned two things today.
0: Whoa, one, whoa. one is
2: that there's a Reddit page called Today I Learned. It's oh. awesome. It's not just stupid mm. stuff, but it's it's good. It's good stuff. So good were,
0: were you sitting at work and you're like shit. No, I'm I was studying. And and I you're was studying, like, shit, yeah, I'm gonna so come on the back studied, pocket
2: tonight. I studied all day today and I'm yeah. like, obviously I'm not learning anything when I'm studying. So really? uh, well, insightful stuff. Like you guys wanna learn about consumer behavior? I don't I don't think so.
0: Sometimes we do, no, you don't
2: want to learn about it. so okay. uh so I learned that and it was awesome. Like I actually sat on there scrolling through and the thing I learned was back in I think it was two thousand eight, um a high ranking person in Coca Cola got their hands on like the ingredients or the formula for coca-cola and they tried selling it to somebody at pepsi for 1.5 million dollars and guess what the person at pepsi did snitched told coca-cola that this girl was trying to get some money out of them and the girl i didn't i didn't read all the way into it but she was facing like 10 years in prison
3: oh damn
1: yeah because That stuff's patented, I yeah, like,
2: yeah. Did but
0: they, did they pay out the Pepsi guy? Like, yo, I didn't,
2: I didn't read that far into it. But I went <laughs> 1.2 million, yeah. <laughs> but, like, how much is the Coca Cola formula honestly worth if you think that she's asking for 1.5 million? Think about if you if somebody just handed you the Coca Cola formula right now, what would you do with it? Honestly, that little recipe is worth so much money. That girl was asking for and she was smart, she was like, if she got her hands on it,
0: yeah, why didn't she ask for more? In my opinion, I think
2: 1.5 is a lot. I mean, but like, what could pe- what could Pepsi even do with it? It's crazy. Yeah, it blew my yeah. mind just thinking about this little formula, this little you know bottle of liquid. Is it's worth been 1. kept. A, it's mil. been
0: kept a secret forever. Like no one knows. Besides, it's in like a secret vault, and like only the top level people in Coca Cola know it. Like not even like yeah. the people that are in the manufacturing know every ingredient. Like you only know like eighty percent or thirty percent because like they get mixed with other departments. Like your department's not supposed to know all of it. It's crazy like that. It's like the Krusty Krab formula. Yes. It's
1: like no one knows.
2: You can Google that though. Yeah. Uh, that's,
1: yeah. It's just, yeah, it is crazy. I mean, but you, you asked that question.
2: I, you wait, can't Google the Krusty Krab no, formula? Cra- yeah, cra- yeah, go- can, formula? Yeah,
0: you can Google. You can't Google the Coca-Cola formula.
2: Yeah, you can Google the Krusty Krab formula though. No. Yeah. No. I did when I was like 10. Okay, and yeah. it's there? Like you can... Heck- so- yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a cartoon, man. Yeah. Anyways. It's the best cartoon. Uh, R.I.P. the creator of it, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that, oh, that's super sad. All right. Keep moving. Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> um, so what I learned was um, two things. I forgot my first thing, actually. Why of, do we keep
0: having two things? I Niche it down,
1: dude. One thing. It is humans uh, were... Part of their evolution was that they're always going to be afraid of mice or rats because they naturally carry, like... Just horrible diseases like the Black Plague back in the day. So, humans are always naturally afraid of these rodents, which totally explains my behavior um, last night. I was terrified of these mice that are running around our house right now. I had, dude, in 30 minutes, I had two mice run between my legs, and that changes a man. But I felt more comfortable about it once I found out that uh, it's part of our evolution, it's part of our makeup. So, that's what I learned.
0: Nice. I learned that too last night. Matt Heron told us that.
1: Yeah, Matt yeah. Heron did tell us that. I'll, I'll give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. that. And I don't even know if it's true, but I'll take it for what it for what it what it's worth.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, am I up? Yeah. What,
1: how How are you today? What buddy? was your second one. I cut him off. Yeah, what, what What actually was it though? Just in review. Oh, I remember. Mason Ramsey came out the new Christmas song, "White Christmas." He covered "White Christmas," and so good, it's so good. Okay. Anyways, it's up? Man? We didn't need that. But well, uh, I'll, yeah, you can I'll, cut that, Sam. I'm
0: funny. doing well. You did well. I had a really good day, really productive day. Okay. Um now I'm here in the back pocket, so life is good. What did I learn? Let's see here. This is goes back to my, my commutes. So I had always been listening to sports talk radio um on my way to work on to United Healthcare. am just taking in thirty minutes of like Nick Wright speaking or Skip and Shannon speaking and Colin Cowher, Dan Patrick, uh Chris Russo Like the whole Every station I'd just be clicking through Mike Golick And Trey Wingo Just I had every single one On my little thing And I was like So sick of these guys They're just Now they're just so annoying So I was like Using my Sirius satellite To like skim through stuff And I landed on this This uh, hip hop station What's it called Hold on I wrote it down This is called uh, LL Cool J's Rock the Bells Radio To this station Can you say that one more time LL Cool J's Rock the Bells Radio Hell yeah, this station is hyped. Okay, so it's like '80s and '90s um, hip hop, and and it's like Dr. Dre and N.W.A. and Run D.M.C. like all those really like classics. But also, it's got like people you've never heard of that are just like MCs and like like just bottom of the barrel, but just got some funky beats. And like some of the names are crazy, like Lovebug Starsky was like my favorite. I, that one came on today, and I was like, this guy has the best beats. He needs why wasn't he so popular? Ball and Jay. Just a simple, but like easily, one of the coolest names you could possibly Ball and J, Ball and J, some guy named James, I bet. And here's my favorite one, Funk Factory.
1: Fun Factory, Funk, Funk Factory, hell yeah, dude! So these were like underground, like those were the guys you found on SoundCloud back in the nineties, essentially. Oh yeah.
2: That's sick. Except so SoundCloud wasn't a thing back then. So, oh, yeah. so you probably just... just found their CD on the ground in the park. And you're like, what, who the hell is this guy? And then you threw it in your mom's CD player. And you're like, this guy, <laughs> your older sister's CD player, this guy bumps. Yeah, <laughs> Funk
1: Factory, dude. That is awesome. So,
0: LL Cool J is still doing it big. He's got his own radio station on, uh, on Sirius Satellite, and he's just putting out the best beats out there. Also on NCIS, I think, still, and has no hair. Mm-hmm. So, so those are the things hard. I know
1: about LL Cool J. That's awesome, though, man. Hell yeah. What's our what's our feel good story this week?
0: We're gonna kick it to Sam. This is the first time that you have yeah. content that you're able to provide for the back pocket. You came up with this feel good story and I hope you remember it because we're so excited I it for it. You. I it. it. was your so I do, yeah. Please take it away.
2: Uh yeah, so feel good story. Christmas movies. Just Christmas movies in general. I mean they bring back like a little nostalgia to back in the days when you were like, you know, cold and snow was coming down at Christmas and Rudolph, Red Nose, Renew comes on, you know, watching with the family, making some cookies. Home you know. Alone. Home Alone. Uh, Christmas Story. Yeah, there we go. Um, the Grinch, another big one. Yep. So, yeah, this whenever you just hear those, whenever you just kind of like hear those jingles of the movies, you know, mm-hmm. and you kind of just see, like, the snow come on, the TV, and the characters come in, just really makes you feel good inside. Makes you feel warmer. Makes you remember the, the good old days before student debt and... And trying to find a job and, yeah. you know, GPAs and stuff like that, you know, so. Stress. Stress, oh, yeah. stress. yes. The
1: holidays are a great time and it's just a, it's, it's awesome. I love it. And I think what's cool also is like those movies, I was talking to my brother who's a movie critic and he's like, dude, those movies are like, aren't even good. I was like, but you know why they're good? is because they've been around for like 60 years and everybody, like it's just been transversed or transferred across multiple generations. So when Rudolph comes on, four-year-olds know it. And 400 year olds know it You know like it's sick So
0: Phenomenal feel good story Sam I definitely feel warmer I know our marketing interns are fully engulfed In the Christmas spirit right now We Mm -hmm. got our Christmas tree shining so bright right here Our house is finally decorated I decorated my office with Christmas decorations Had a few mimosas while I was doing it Shout out out Media Bridge Shout out to the company Um, I love Christmas I just always feel better So Sam thank you for that uh, Dak, do you wanna add anything? Or should we trap it? Or should we trap the puck and wrap it up?
1: Jay LaRuca next week, man. I'm excited for it. Like grade A story. So get locked in for that next week. That'll be December tenth at five AM. We will see you then. Cheers guys. Take care. Take care.